You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 104. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and today we have a very exciting topic that I think is going to be a lot of fun for all of you listening today. And part of that has to do with the very special guest I have with me today. So we're going to be talking about how you can get better at getting better and how to become a learning organization and how transitioning to a learning organization will save your PMO, your agile transformations, all of your projects, and you and your very career. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by Keyed In. Looking for a solution that helps you get up and running, but also with you for the long haul? Power your PMO with solutions from Keyed In. Their tried and true model combines software with services to help leaders get value from their PPM tool and grow their PMO to the next level. By simplifying complex areas such as resource management, capacity planning, and portfolio analysis, Keaton effectively changes the way PMOs deliver for the business. Check them out at Keaton.com and definitely find and follow them on LinkedIn. And when we get to the PMO Impact Summit, be sure to go say hello to them in their virtual booth so you can learn more about how they can help you make a big impact. Okay, let's dive in. I am so excited to share with you my pal that has been a part of the PMO Impact Summit a couple of times now, Scott Ambler. And you're definitely going to want to make sure that you join his session at the summit. It is awesome. It is hilarious. And we will tell you a little bit about that today. So before I introduce Scott to this session, I want to let you know a little bit about him. He is the Vice President, Chief Scientist of Disciplined Agile at the Project Management Institute, PMI, and the co-creator of Disciplined Agile. Scott leads the evolution of the Disciplined Agile Toolkit and can be contacted via PMI.org. And Scott is hilarious. He is just raw and truthful and has become a fast friend of mine because as you guys know from this podcast, if you've been listening to it for a while, I really love to tell it like it is and give you all of the lessons learned and all of the ways to help you actually get better at getting better in everything you're doing to make an impact in your organization. So today we are going to talk about this whole concept of getting better at getting better and how that's going to really help you and your career. So Scott, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, we're going to have so much fun. So, and because we're going to pull no punches, we're just going to say it like it is, right? Definitely. <laughs> okay. So let's just go at it, right? We talked about a few different things here and we're going to bounce around a little bit because I think there's a lot of hot topics when it comes to the impacts you can have positively in your organization by becoming a learning organization. But one thing that I mentioned when I introduced this podcast was agile transformations. And I want to start there because interestingly, recently, I've had a lot of conversations with different thought leaders, some that are in the agile space, some that are not, and everyone's talking about agile transformations and how much they're failing, right? And so for, for some of us kind of looking at this from the outside, it's like, 
agile was supposed to be the savior of everything. And everyone just went all in on agile. And then all these big agile transformations, we're seeing some pretty staggering numbers. I mean, you were saying that three quarters of agile transformations fail. Why do you think that is? Yeah, well, it always depends, of course, but a lot of the, the key failure factors for these transformations, uh, one of the ones is actually treating them like a project and not a journey. A lot of organizations want to declare, we're going to be agile by the end of the year. We're going to be agile in six months. And that's just, it's not realistic. Right. This is a multi-year journey. And frankly, it never ends. You know, you, you really want to get on, a, on an improvement journey, not just on an agile transformation journey. So I think they're just basic expectations are off to begin with. The, another issue is, you know, they're hard work. This is not easy. And if you're looking for an easy solution, there, there just isn't one. And then I think a lot of organizations will translate an agile transformation to adopting a framework such as Scrum or Safe or Less or others. And, and those are all great. They can be great starts without a doubt, but they're only a start. They, they, at best, they're your first step. And you really need to transform and evolve your organization into a learning organization that knows how to continue to improve over time. And I think that is a message that's missing in a lot of these transformation efforts because they're focused on adopting frameworks. The framework people want to help you adopt their framework and fair enough, but they're not there to help you go beyond their framework. That's not their business model. So, and yet you need to, and you need to, you typically adopt more than just a single framework because different teams are in different situations and you'll need some agile, you'll need some lean, you're going to need some traditional and combinations thereof. And the frameworks by themselves don't address all those issues. They'll solve a certain problem and then that's it. Um, and then once you've solved that problem, they don't have much more to say for it for themselves other than, you know, you figure it out. Right. Well, it's interesting because in my mind, I'm thinking this is pretty ironic. We are treating agile transformations incorrectly like a traditional project with a start and a finish. Right. So ironically, we're trying to go agile by treating it like a traditional project with a start and a finish and then woof, you're done, as opposed to what you're talking about here, which is an evolutionary journey. And that is really interesting because that's much more what it feels like it should be. It's not like, okay, we said we were going to do this and three months from now, poof, we're done. We're an agile organization. That's not real. That's not how the real world works. It's about bringing people with you through a change process slowly and in a way that they can digest and shift and move with you on that journey. So it makes much more sense to me that it's not treated like a traditional project. It's treated like an evolutionary process. Exactly. You, you need to be, you need to work in an agile manner to become agile. And if you're <laughs> well, sure. you're looking, yeah, so it, it, it's this nasty chicken and egg thing. And until you accept that, it's really hard. And so I think that this is the, just the source of a lot of these failures and plus unrealistic expectations as well. You hear all this marketing rhetoric of you can do twice the amount of work in half the time and you know, right. get times improvement. And, and yeah, if you're totally messed up, you might see levels of improvement like that. But if you're going along reasonably well already, then you're not going to see huge improvements all at once, right? So right. Um, you have to improve over time. So I, th I think the going in eyes wide open is a critical issue. Mm -hmm. So you talked about this concept of a learning organization, and you've talked about that, that we need to be thinking more of this as a, this journey. So can you describe for our impact drivers listening, what is a learning organization in your mind and how does it apply to all of this? Yeah, so learning organizations are constantly experimenting. They're constantly looking for ways to improve, and they improve in small steps. 
and they measure, they focus on outcomes rather than outputs. Yes. They, oh, you're speaking my love language, Scott. <laughs> We've been hanging out a lot. It's awesome. So, well <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, so they're, and they're constantly striving to improve and they're, and they're willing to experiment and sometimes experiments fail and sometimes they succeed. So it, it's interesting. People keep saying, you know, why aren't we seeing all these wonderful agile transformations working out? Certainly agile must've failed and no, what's happened instead. Why don't we look at the, the organizations that are successful? Yeah. The Amazons, the Googles of the world, the Teslas of the world. And then ask the question, how did they get so successful? Was it because they adopted an agile framework? Right. Answers. No, they, they might've looked at them and, and lifted a few ideas, but they didn't go on that path. They went on a learning path. They chose to become a learning organization. So that's why Amazon is as good as it is and Google and Tesla and all these other ones, because they chose to get there and they've, they've been at it for so long. Now we just assume that Amazon is, is, is awesome. And Google is awesome. Well, right. back in the day, they weren't, they, just they rose to the top by choosing to get effective and by choosing to improve in small steps over time. And they became learning organizations and they continue to learn. All these organizations are still getting better. So I recently attended a talk where somebody was saying that the, the study had shown that the Amazons of the world were now two orders of magnitude more effective than the competitors at the bottom end of the market. Wow. So a hundred times more effective and they're still pulling away from the pack. They're still getting better and better and better. And it's because they're learning organizations and they've, they've just been on this path for a long time and they choose to stay on it. So I think this is, I recommend becoming a learning organization. And that's the focus of Discipline Agile. We teach you how to get better at getting better. It's not about adopting a framework. It's about learning how to learn and learning how to improve. Oh my gosh, this is so good. This is so good because it's really changing the whole conversation around about how organizations learn and how organizations evolve. And I think what's interesting is we've got to stop thinking that learning belongs to some learning and development department, right? Or HR owns that or somebody else's problem. That's the, we, we go to somewhere to get our training, right? This isn't about training. This is about real world experience and being in the environment and actually learning from the environment you're in and figuring out the right tool to solve that problem. When I say tool very loosely, right? Not necessarily technology, like you've got a great toolkit with Discipline Agile, right? But it's understanding what's out there and applying the best tools for the job, right? I mean, we're talking in your summit session about construction and building a house and building a building and all this, but it's really, it's like that, right? It's about which tools make sense in the job that you're in right now. You don't use a hammer to fix a leaky faucet. And I think the problem we have is that people are saying like, okay, well, here's this framework and we must apply it to every problem. And not every problem fits that framework, but you have to actually learn about the environment you're in, learn about these different resources that you can use and then use your common sense to apply it, right? Is that kind of what you're getting at here? Exactly, yeah. So at best, each of these frameworks solve a certain problem. So if you've got that problem, then that framework might be a good solution for you. Right. But, if, but you're going to have other issues, right? So right. if you look at your organization, you, know, you might have a couple of programs. So then a program-based approach is the way to go. You've got right. some service teams. So some sort of lean service approach is the way to go. You might have some agile project teams. You might have some traditional project teams. You might have some product teams that are, that are longstanding. Right. And all of these teams, all, all of these groups work in different ways. They face different challenges 
And those challenges evolve over time. The team will evolve, the team will learn, the environment changes on them, that their customers change their minds. So we're in this VUCA world and we need to be flexible and we need to learn how to react to the changes. We need to learn how to improve and do so over time. So we need to be constantly learning, constantly improving. It's not just a transformation project. The transformation project might be what you use to kick off the overall improvement effort to the first step to become a learning organization, but it's just a first step. Right. That's so, oh, that's so good. And I think, I hope that helps all of our impact drivers listening to really just pivot how they think about this. It's not about a training class or one framework or one idea or one project or one like this or treating the agile transformation like a traditional project, which is just so funny to me, but it's about an evolutionary journey. And Scott, as you and I've talked about, that's what I teach with my approach to a PMO, which I want to get more into PMOs in a minute because we have a huge PMO listenership on here. But that's what I talk about in the PMO world is implementing in iterations and an evolutionary process so that your PMO is a sustainable and evolving entity that is solving today's business problems, not the problems that were defined two years ago that we're just now getting around to solving, not the problems that we may or may not have in the future, but what we're dealing with right now. And you have to be adaptive and nimble and flexible and a learning organization in order to be able to do that. So how do you recommend that those that are listening today, whether they're trying to do an agile transformation or run a PMO or anywhere in between, how do you start that journey of becoming a learning organization? Yeah. So first of all, so adopt a a learning mindset at all levels. So individuals can learn, teams can learn and improve, uh, teams of teams. So there's a very interesting issue with disparate teams interacting. So one of the, another challenge with some of these agile transformations, it's often seen as a software thing. And certainly improving the software group is is an important thing to do, but they have to interact with other parts of the organization, like the finance folks and the procurement folks and the, the human resources folks. And if we don't know how to interact with them, then they become a a barrier to our improvement. And this happens a lot. Like the the software focused solutions are great, but then they don't mean anything to the finance people. And the finance people listen to all this software stuff and it's just not applicable. And so then they don't hear the core message of being collaborative and flexible and, and working in an evolutionary manner. So then they shut down the agile message and they don't change their ways. So the finance people are still doing annual budgeting and, and all this sort of stuff. The HR people are doing whatever it is that they're doing. And it's not helping. It's not really serving these agile teams well. So, so this is a huge challenge. We need to recognize that these agile and lean concepts can be applied in all aspects of the organization. And, and this is what we show in the DA toolkit, because the strategy for marketing is very different than the strategy for software, which is right. yet again, than the strategy for vendor management and so right. on. Right. So, and we need to recognize that and then act accordingly. Right. Oh, that's could, so good. Yeah. And getting help as well, getting help just from some good coaches and some, you know, good value stream consultants who have been trained in the bigger picture and you can see how things fit together and actually have these conversations between these disparate teams. That's a critical thing. And this is what we teach in the dispensable certifications. And it's something that's in many ways missing from the marketplace. The more senior people get it and the more experienced coaches get it, but there's a lot of junior coaches that really are only focused on software teams, for example, or one team and not several teams. And it's that multi-team collaboration that is where you get the real improvements throughout your organization. 
Yeah, so good. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about the implications for a lot of our impact drivers here who are running PMOs. What are the implications for all of this and this kind of pivot to being more of a learning organization? What's the implication for PMOs? Yeah, this is a heck of an opportunity for PMOs because this can be part of your evolution to becoming more of a value management office or an impact. uh, Yeah, what I call my impact impact engineer. (laughs) But but it really is, right? Because we're shifting, particularly with COVID, we've been taught that if we're not focused on value, if we're not able to pivot and to react to marketplace changes, we've got a serious problem. So there's a heck of an opportunity here, but it requires you to be flexible. It requires you to look beyond projects. And projects are not going away, no matter what people tell you. They're never going to go away. But we do need to recognize that they're not the only game in town. So we have non, we have like product, long-standing product teams and service teams and so on. So you've got this combination of endeavors that you will be guiding, that you will be shepherding and governing and monitoring all this stuff. And it's a hybrid world. There'll be some aspects of agile and lean and traditional, and that's great. Great learning opportunity because it really does get down to, are you using the right tool for the job? Are you, are you using the right approach for the situation that you're in now? And because teams, different teams are in different situations, you need to be flexible enough to support those different teams in working in their unique ways now and allowing them to evolve and enabling them to evolve their ways of working over time as right. they learn and as they get better. And this is a, a much more enjoyable job yeah. um, than, than right. the traditional world. And you can have a, a much better impact on your organization by supporting these sorts of things. So there's a heck of an opportunity for anybody who wants to step up. Oh yeah. So good. Yes. Okay. And you mentioned, you just kind of threw it in there, but I want to go back to it because this is something people definitely do not want to miss at the PMO impact summit. You mentioned this concept of a value management office. So without giving away all the goodness and it was an awesome session. So I cannot wait for people to see it. Tell us a little bit about what they can expect because that's the topic of value management office and what that looks like. That's the topic of your summit session this year. Yeah, definitely. So it's, so we had a great conversation, as you said, and it was really all about how are we moving from existing PMOs, which may be struggling to add value and, and may not be measuring and may not even understand what value is. They, they still might be thinking old terms like on time, on budget to spec, which has almost nothing to do with value and <laughs> towards real value delivery. And, and it's not just about projects as well. Like the project may generate value at the end, but then it's that operational issue of running whatever it was that got produced. How do you run it? How do you get long-term value out of that? How do we evolve it and continue to bring more actual real value to your customers or citizens in the case of government agencies? So yeah, there's a lot of very interesting issues there. And And this is the future for PMOs, without a doubt. This is the direction you want to be going in, whether it's called an impact driving, PMO impact driver, or it's a VMO or whatever next year's term is. This basic concept is what PMOs need to be evolving towards. Absolutely. Right. right. Sunil called it a gymnastic PMO last year, which was all about nimble and flexible and adaptive. And I call it an impact engine. You're calling it value management office. All of it is about us driving towards accelerating the return on investment for the organization strategy, feeding your customers as quickly as you can value 
right? And delivering results, real outcomes and putting that over outputs, right? So I love it. Thank you so much for being here for this session, Scott. For all of you impact drivers listening, if you have not registered for the PMO Impact Summit, what the heck are you waiting for? It's 100% free for you to participate in all of the core sessions for the summit and including Scott's awesome session. And he has an action-taking resource, just like all the other sessions do, to help you apply everything you're learning so you can start your journey on becoming a learning organization organization and your PMO taking the journey towards a VMO. All right, Scott, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. My pleasure. Always Um, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. You just, I love it. We (laughs) we have a great time and you don't want to miss this session because we're going to make fun of a few things that you don't want to miss. So (laughs) definitely don't forget this episode is sponsored by Keyed In. Looking for a solution that helps you get up and running, but also with you for the long haul. Power your PMO with solutions from Keydin. Their tried and true model combines software with services to help leaders get value from their PPM tool and grow their PMO to the next level. By simplifying complex areas such as resource management, capacity planning, and portfolio analysis, Keydin effectively changes the way PMOs deliver for the business. Check them out at keydin.com and definitely find and follow them on LinkedIn. And when we get to the PMO Impact Summit, be sure to go say hello to them in their virtual booth so you can learn more about how they can help you make a big impact. (laughs) Thank you very much for being here today. Thank you all your impact drivers for your time today. I look forward to seeing you at the PMO Impact Summit. Register today at pmoimpactsummit.com and I can't wait to see you there. Bye-bye for now. 